We're back with some more college basketball action here for Thursday, March 16th, round one of the NCAA tournament. Got a great slate of games, couple of picks that I absolutely love. And if we don't cover the game you want to take a look at on today's show, go take a look at the bracket preview. We break down every single game, filled out the bracket um, earlier in the week. So check out that live stream and let's get right into today's show. Now we start out with an 8-9 game in what is actually the first game of the day. West Virginia taking on Maryland. West Virginia comes into this game as the 35th overall team in the hot to bet power ranking. Maryland is the 40th overall team. And, you know, this is an interesting matchup for a whole lot of different reasons. You know, obviously both these teams had rocky seasons neither one of them you know maybe the the success they wanted but ultimately made it to the tournament here and come into this game um you know looking to make a bit of noise as far as offense goes for these two teams both have done a pretty good job shooting the basketball this season for maryland a 51.1 effective field goal percentage on the year and hitting 33 percent from beyond the arc overall jameer young has been a really strong scorer for this maryland team all season long 16.1 points per game um and on the flip side West Virginia is not a bad shooting team either a 51.7 effective field goal percentage on the year and hitting 34.8% from beyond the arc offensively it's hard to differentiate either of these teams too much I mean both you know have their strong suits for sure um, but two very very even teams there but one area that I do think Maryland is going to have a slight advantage going into this game is going to be on the defensive side of things they come into this game as a 33rd overall team in defensive efficiency while West Virginia is the 53rd overall team and the Maryland shot defense has really just played very strong this season only giving up a 47.9 effective field goal percentage west virginia allowing a 50.7 maryland's also held their opponents to 32.1 percent from beyond the arc while west virginia allowing 34.1 and truly the key for maryland and this kevin willard team is going to be to slow things down control the tempo of the game um and you know not let west virginia try and push it up and down the court and just get into a shootout because that's going to be a tough spot for maryland to win i mean maryland plays one of the slowest tempos in the entire nation the 314th overall team West Virginia a much faster team the 105th fastest team and if Maryland can do that if they can slow this game down play the tempo they want to play I see absolutely no reason they can't keep this game competitive keep this game close maybe get the win but I'm taking Maryland plus two and a half here against West Virginia Next up on the card, we got the 4-13 matchup between Furman and Virginia. Furman comes into this game as the 73rd overall team in the high tip power ranking. Virginia is the 21st overall team. And, you know, this is a very tough matchup for me because it is a Furman team that I have absolutely loved here the past few seasons. And Bob Ritchie was finally able to do it. This team finally was able to get through that SOCON, um, winning the conference tournament and, and punching their ticket to this game. But they got a tough opponent. Virginia is certainly not an easy team. Obviously, you know, great on the defensive side of things with Tony Bennett has built here. Um, but they really just looked like a strong, strong team all season long. Now, for Virginia, against better opponents, certainly did have some struggles. And just purely offensively speaking, it is a Virginia team that has struggled a bit. Not the greatest shooting team in the world. A 51.3 effective field percentage, 35.3% from beyond the arc. I mean, overall, purely stat-wise, which, you know, isn't a super fair comparison just based on the, the level of conferences these teams play um Furman is the better shooting team a 55.6 effective field goal percentage 34.4 percent from beyond the arc but one area that Furman is undeniably 
a great team um, is down low. I mean, they're the number one team in two-point shooting, a 59.1 two-point percentage this season. Um, Mike Brothwell has been a strong scorer all year long for the Paladins, 18 points per game for him. And offensively, it is a Furman team that's going to have to rely on those shooters to make some points and then try to find some holes in this Virginia defense because undoubtedly, you know, the Virginia defense is very strong once again. Um, their shot defense has played well this season, only giving up a 48.3 effective field goal percentage on the year and have held their opponents to 34% from beyond the arc. But Furman isn't all that far behind, only giving up a 50.6 effective field goal percentage and 33% from beyond the arc. Not to mention, if Furman can really just push tempo in this game and, and, and try to, to do something to control that Virginia defense from just absolutely locking down their shooters, it is a Furman team that has you know that ability. They're the 124th fastest team in the nation compared to Virginia, who's the 360th slowest. And quite honestly, in this game, giving Furman six points in this one just isn't enough. I get it. These two teams, conference-wise, are a complete mismatch. But what Furman has done in the SOCON these past few seasons, but you know, they did a non-conference play, and just the level um, of play that they've been playing at, how they've been shooting the ball, and really just what they've been doing to these opponents isn't necessarily shown on the stat sheet and i think they're able to keep this one close here against virginia um i know it's a popular upset for sure i had it on my bracket but in this match specifically taking Furman plus six here against virginia now for the next game on today's card we head to the 12-5 matchup between charleston and san diego state charleston comes into this game as the 90th overall team in the hot tibet power ranking san diego state is the 28th overall team and um Obviously, it's a Charleston team that has gotten all sorts of love this season, and deservingly so. They have been a very, very strong team. You know, a couple of impressive wins over Virginia Tech, obviously, in the Charleston Classic, were able to beat Kent State um, as well. But that Kent State victory that they had early on in the season is their only win um, over a tournament team this season. Certainly something to note going into this game, even though Charleston is 31-3. and three, And I love this Charleston team. I really want to bet on them. But this is just a horrible matchup for them to get. And I understand this is a, a pick that a lot of people have chosen as their upset. But this is a San Diego State team that is certainly not easy. And yeah, did San Diego State you know, maybe struggle in a few spots this season? Sure. But all of their struggles came against teams that you know have ultimately made the tournament i mean their only loss this season that wasn't against the tournament team um was against new mexico very early on in conference play i mean that was when new mexico was playing their best basketball so it's a san diego state team that really doesn't have a bad loss on the season they looked very strong during conference play and, and offensively speaking both these teams can shoot the ball well san diego state a 50.1 effective field goal percentage on the year hitting 34.4 percent from beyond the arg matt bradley has led the way with 12.9 points per game and if you're going to give charleston any credit it's certainly going to be on the offensive side of things they've been a decent shooting team as well a 51.5 effective field goal percentage hitting 33.3 percent from beyond the arc but truly i think the mismatch in this game and i think the reason san diego state um, is such a dangerous team is their defense san diego state comes into this game 10th in defensive efficiency this season while charleston is the 72nd overall team truly this is a san diego state defense that is going to you know outweigh any of the defenses that charleston has seen um up until this point i mean sure kent state is a strong defense for a mac team um but san diego state is certainly on another level the san diego state shot defense has been well only giving up a 47.5 effective field goal percentage also allowing 29.2 percent from beyond the arc charleston not 
not much farther behind a 47.9 effective field goal percentage 30.3 percent from beyond the arc but overall just not nearly as good on the defensive side of things and it's hard for me to, to to keep hating on this Charleston team because I do really like them. Um, but just in this matchup, giving San Diego State only the five-point advantage, I just don't think is enough. I think they should have been an eight or a nine-point favorite even in this matchup. I'm taking San Diego State minus five here against Charleston. And quickly, before we get into the back half of Thursday's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottipbest.com. We got college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up there every single day. So make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as on BetStamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for day one of March Madness. And let's get into these final two games. Next up, we head out west for a 7-10 matchup between Boise State and Northwestern. Boise State comes into this game as the 52nd overall team in the high tippet power ranking. Northwestern is the 61st overall team. And, you know, for Boise State, it was a team that I hated last season. And really just they completely turned things around in my view this year. What Leon Rice was able to do and how this team was able to compete this season um, you know, was nothing short of remarkable. This is a team that showed up in a lot of big moments this season, had their own fair share of struggles, no doubt. Um, but overall, played some very, very good basketball, are very defensively good. But Northwestern is obviously a very good team on the defensive side of things. But Northwestern struggled a bit down the stretch of the season. And we certainly saw the better teams in the Big Ten, um, you know, were able to poke some holes in that Northwestern defense. But more notably for this game, my biggest concern for Northwestern is going to be on the offensive side of things. Boise State certainly going to have the advantage, um, you know, in that department. I mean, for Boise State, a 51.9 effective field goal percentage on the year, 36% from beyond the arc. Tyson Dagenhart's obviously been a star scorer for them. Um, with 14.3 points per game but even outside of him it's a Boise State team that really does a good job spreading the ball around getting a lot of guys involved and there's really just no comparing it Northwestern has really struggled to shoot the basketball this season a 47.2 effective field goal percentage and they're only hitting 32.1 percent from beyond the arc now as far as defenses go it doesn't get much more even. There's probably not a better defensive matchup in the first round than these two teams. I mean, Boise State is the 14th overall team in defensive efficiency. Northwestern is the 13th overall. Both of them have had strong shot defenses. Northwestern only giving up a 48.4 effective field goal percentage. Boise State actually a little bit better, only allowing a 47.3. Northwestern giving up 33.9% from beyond the arc, um, while Boise State only allowing 31% from beyond the arc. And uh, absolutely there's no hiding the fact how much i have loved this boise state team this season and maybe there's a little bit of bias going into this pick but i saw and watched these big 10 teams were able to pick apart this northwestern defense especially when they played um, the top level teams and especially when they played teams that can shoot the ball boise state is certainly one of them i think they win this game taking them plus 110 here against northwestern and we close out the day in the West with UNC Asheville taking on UCLA. UNC Asheville comes into this game as the 183rd overall team in the high tippet power ranking. UCLA is the number two team. And as far as this game goes, I truthfully think this is the best 15 seed in the tournament. Now, does that mean they're going to win this game? 
probably not but if you're gonna pick one upset this is the team i liked and it was the team we liked when we filled out our bracket and you know overall it's a unc Asheville team that has played some very good basketball i mean they come into this game on a nine game winning streak and if you throw out that usc upstate game it's a team that has not lost in the new calendar year and offensively speaking unc Asheville played very very well this season a 53.9 effective field goal percentage on the year and they're the sixth best three-point shooting team in the entire nation hitting 38.8 percent from beyond the arc drew pemmer has led the way for unc Asheville, dropping 21.2 points per game really has been a strong score and obviously ucla is you know gonna be good as well i mean they come into this game following the loss to arizona but uh before that game we're on their own winning streak um you know going into the pac-12 tournament and they've done a good job shooting the ball as well maybe not on paper as statistically as good um but they do play in a much tougher conference admittingly a 50.9 effective field goal percentage 34.7 percent from beyond the arc and obviously the biggest draw for ucla is that defense one of the best defenses in the entire nation their shot defense has been remarkably well this season um, only giving up a 46.8 effective field goal percentage and 31.1 percent from beyond the arc but unc Asheville, for the teams that they played aren't far behind a 48 effective field goal percentage is all they're giving up they're also only allowing 30.5 percent from beyond the arc and, and truly it's a unc Asheville team if they can get hot and, and start making some shots and, and really score some points there's no doubt in my mind that they can keep this game close. Now, granted, that's much easier said than done, right? UCLA has the best defense in the entire nation, but if UNC Asheville looks to push tempo, get up and down the court, run in transition, um, and just use that guard play to find ways to score points, I absolutely think they can win this game here against UCLA, um, especially with Jalen Clark off the court. Um, it's a UCLA team that has played well, sure, but definitely going to feel the effects with a man down here in March. I'm not saying UNC Asheville is going to win this game. Um, granted, I did place a little small bet that they would, but um, I absolutely think they can cover and keep this one close. I'm taking UNC Asheville plus 17 and a half here against UCLA.